0: He will never, 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 never let go. He's got you right now. <laughs> the old song saying he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole wide world in his head. He's got you, he's got me, brother, you and me, sister, in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. What a time for the church. But now remember, the church is nothing. I told you this right before we broke to the song. The church is nothing unless and until it becomes an agent of change in the culture into which it has been infused. Now, I want to talk to you about wisdom. In fact, I want to talk to you about wisdom that turns the tables on trouble. (laughs) You get it? Turns the tables on trouble. What is it? Wisdom. Now to survive, you ought to write this down somewhere. Tweet this, why don't you? To survive, we have to be strong. To win, we have to be wise. Did you get it? Let me give it to you again. To be, to to survive. Now listen, this this is a war. And one of my, my greatest challenges in my entire life, is that I was never able to serve in the armed forces for the, the great nation that has given me so much, and you too. But I study war. I am a student of war, as was my great pastor, Dr. Lester Sumrall. In fact, he was right there in Israel during two of their wars. He asked if he could go. We are in a war right now. We heard our president say it. We have heard Mnuchin say it. We have heard the greatest health experts in the world. Listen, this man that is in charge, the vice president of the United States, and then Mr. Fossey, I can't get his name right right now, but the doctor who is in charge just under the vice president. I tell you, I've got confidence confidence in these people that they're giving us the right instructions and so we've got to be strong you know when when that that's the commander-in-chief do you get it this is a different kind of war this war is against an invisible often undetected but can be very deadly foe. So we've got to not only be strong, band together, God's going to get us through this, but we've got to be wise to win this war. We've got to use wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, the Lord Jesus understood the importance of wisdom. He wasn't always going off his gun, shooting off halfway loaded? No, sir. He operated in cunning, in wisdom. He astounded scribes and Pharisees. In fact, for discipleship, Jesus made wisdom a basic requirement. Matthew chapter 10. I don't know if you have your Bible there or not. I'm going to bring it to you from the Amplified. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. The Lord Jesus says, Behold, I'm sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. Now, listen what he said this Jesus, be wary, be wise as serpents, but innocent, harmless, guileless without falsity, without pretense, as doves. You've heard it this way over and over again. Be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Being wise as a serpent is not a bad thing or Jesus wouldn't have commanded. And now listen, here's what he was referring to. He was referring to wisdom, another word for wisdom is craftiness. It's being it's being shrewd. It's being subtle. It's staying sharp. Look, preacher, look, saint of God, this is no time for you to, you know, get fat and lazy on the couch. If you're, if you're confined more to home, get in the Word. Get on robparsley.com. Get on those sermons. Start playing the word of God in your house. Start studying the word of God. You Valor Christian college students who are on an extended spring break right now, hey, keep those studies up. Look, some of you husbands are going to discover, don't look now, there are teenagers living in your home. Why, you might even discover that your wife is a really smart person. Wisdom, stay sharp. Stay on your toes. Be informed from credible sources. Wisdom, here it is, as simply as I can put it to you. Knowing what to do and say by the Holy Spirit. Now let's just stay there for a moment knowing what to do and what to say by the Holy Spirit. In the month of February, I began encouraging folks, hey, pray in the Holy Spirit. You have to have the mind of the Spirit. Before you go calling everybody and his brother's cousin, before you go searching all over the internet, listen, Get yourself a Bible, get down in front of God and ask God that question for wisdom. What am I going to do? And then listen, listen for the voice of God. Too much prayer is talking, too little listening. Jesus' analogy about that serpent is very, very interesting. He's talking about a serpent being crafty. Now, that kind of crafty, subtle wisdom is referred to in your Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, the Revised Standard Version. Let me give it to you. Now, now we're going to be here for a minute. Now, the serpent was more subtle, more crafty, mm -hmm, more wise than any other wild creature that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, now notice, he's coming at just the right time, to just the right person, in just the right situation, with just the right words. Here's what he said, did God say, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? He said that to the woman. And the woman said to the serpent, now listen, we can eat of any fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it. Notice she added to the word of God. She adds to it and she subtracts from it. You have to know the word, my brother and sister, and you have to get it in your spirit that you can wield the mighty weapon, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We're in a war. Quit whining. Sharpen your sword. <laughs> But the serpent said to the woman, you shall, he said to the woman, you will not die. You will not die. Well, that's what God said. He goes on and says, for God knows that when you eat of that tree, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree, now she's back in her senses, was not in the spirit, was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, again, senses, and that the tree was to be desired, again, will, to make one wise. (laughs) She took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, he ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent, here it is, beguiled me. He used subtlety and wisdom against me, and I ate. That's what Jesus is talking about when he says, be wise as a serpent. Huh? Now, subtlety, that's not the description of the way the serpent moved. Before that time, we don't know, perhaps the serpent walked on four legs, maybe two. Don't know. Part of the curse was that he would crawl upon his belly. But inside, the way he was inside, the way the serpent thought, he suddenly pointed out Eve's advantages. Is that what he's doing to you right now? Is he pointing out advantages of the forbidden fruit? What did he say? You're in pretty good shape now, old gal, but you could be like God. The devil knew just what to say. Now, listen, translate it into the positive. By the Holy Spirit, you should know just what to say, when to say it, to accomplish exactly what. God's will and purpose for your life. I can hear somebody say, teach, pastor. Hey, Jesus commanded his disciples to be wise as serpents, saying, if you'll get that wisdom, you will turn the tables on trouble, by using the enemy's own tactics against him. Whoa. You're more wise than the serpent, hallelujah. You've got the wisdom of God. I declare it, decree it over you right now. You are wise beyond your years. People used to say that to me all the time. Look, I, we built that 5,200 seat tabernacle before I was 30 years old. We started with 17 people in my backyard. And in eight years, built and filled up a 5,200-seat tabernacle. Are you listening to me? And people would say to me all the time, they'd say, oh, he's got wisdom beyond his years. And I would say, yes, sir, I do. Amen, I receive that. I have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. God, by the Spirit, lead your people. Direct them this way and not that way. Direct them up and not down. Direct them what to do, where to go, what to speak how to behave. Give us wisdom. It's God's desire for you. He promised it to you over in Proverbs. Let me get it here. Proverbs chapter 1. This is what God desires for you. Proverbs 1 verses 2 and 4. God's will for you. Say God's will for me. Number one is to know God's wisdom and instruction. Wisdom by His Spirit Instruction by his word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want someone to possibly make a situation where you could be infected by coronavirus? Well, then why would you do that to someone else? Listen, church, get some wisdom. Wisdom by the spirit, instruction by the word. Secondly, here in Proverbs chapter 1, he says, I want you to perceive words of understanding. I believe God will show you. Listen, I I often tell our team, our staff, you know, our instructors, our our professors, our teachers at our preparatory school, our, our executive staff, You can consider it a curse or a blessing. But I can walk into a room many, many times and know who's been speaking negatively. I just know it. It comes to me by the Spirit. It's happened since I was 22 years old. God placed that in my belly. You can talk to my children. I often know where they've been and what they've done before anybody ever says a word to me. How? How? by the Spirit. But if you never pray and listen, pray and listen, pray and listen, you don't know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, God wants you to receive the instruction of wisdom, of justice. You know what justice is? What is right? What's right? My parents taught me at a very young age Just do what is right, right. Did you get that? Tweet that to somebody. Just do what's right, right. And then he said, I want you to know the instruction of judgment and equality. Fourth, here it is. Proverbs 1 over in verse 4. To give artfulness to the simple to help those that need wisdom to the young man, knowledge, watch this. Here's what young people need, discretion. (laughs) I wish I had about three hours right now to talk to young people about discretion. It's the better part of valor. You don't always have to be seen. You don't always have to have fun You don't always have to have it your way. Now, I'm going to give you the origin of wisdom. You ready? Because before the stars, the moon, the earth, or a human, wisdom was the tool that God wielded to create. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 3, Verse 19, the Lord by wisdom has founded, made the foundation of the whole earth. That's why you don't have a lot of foundation in your life. You're not using wisdom. By understanding, he has established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down dew. God's words. Here's your formula, God's words infused with his wisdom equals creative capacity. Whoo, I need to give that to you again. God's words charged, infused with wisdom equals creative capability. God's the originator of wisdom. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He is the only source of wisdom's spiritual power. Romans 1, 33 through 36. Romans chapter 1, verses 33 through 36. I'll give it to you out of the New King James Version. Verse 33, Oh, the depths of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Verse 34, for who has known the mind of the Lord? Well, you can know it. Oh, I just speak that to you right now. I pray this twice a day, that the mind of the Lord is in me now by the power of the Holy Spirit. The mind of Christ is in me now. I know what to do. I know what decision to make. I know how to behave because I'm not moved by the flesh. Verse 36, for of Him, God, and through God, and to God are all things to whom be glory forever and forever. God is the source of all wisdom and all knowledge. He's the only, you know, we got a lot going on now about supply and demand. Well, let me tell you, God is the only supplier of wisdom and he is the only distributor of wisdom. And right now, in this moment, I'm going to lead you to receive the wisdom of God. Listen to it. Listen to it. To all who ask, God promises wisdom shall be given. Or if you don't get anything out of our time here tonight get this James 1:5 If any of you lacks wisdom just raise your hands right now just say lord that's me that's me I lack wisdom I need wisdom and if you don't think you do You're the one that needs it the most. You need wisdom. And God says, if you need it, ask of God. Here's what God does. He gives wisdom to all men liberally without criticism. Without criticism. And it will be given to it. God said, you ask for wisdom, I'm giving it to you. Let me give you a quote that I put in one of my books that I dedicated to my daughter. The foolhardy who rely on their own ingenuity live under a dangerous liability without God's wisdom. The hurdles of tribulation are higher and its ditches are deeper. Without wisdom, we are virtually defenseless against the crafty, subtle pitfalls of Satan. That's why right now, with this virus spreading out, unseen, undetected, destroying economies, destroying businesses, destroying homes, destroying lives, we need wisdom. So let's ask God for it. Now, wisdom's not a collection of knowledge. Wisdom is three separate but combined forces working in harmony with your your being, spirit, soul, and body. They are. And I'm going to go deeply into these next week, so make sure you're right here. Number one, the wisdom of God, Sophia. Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, Sophia. It's not a woman. It's a wisdom of God. It is the gift of rare insight. Your Bible says, when that key turned, Bezalel began to realize much more than he actually knew. You know, that's what wisdom is. Realizing more than you know. Second form. We'll go into it next week. Phronesis, P-H-R-O, N-E-S-I-S. It's the power of small details. That deals with your mind. Now, the first one dealt with your spirit. This one deals with your mind. Here's what your Bible says. God has placed in each of us a mind to rationalize out everyday situations. Third. Third. Sunesis, S-U-N-E-S-I-S, sunesis. This is the wisdom of the senses. This deals with your body. Smelling the incense, your Bible says, listening to the chants and seeing the idol, the apostle instantly realized what to do. Wow, that just blows me away. I hope, I really do hope that you've enjoyed my time with you. I tell you, I love doing this. I absolutely love bringing you the word like this. I hope you'll tell all your friends. I bless you. Give and it shall be given unto you. We take you at your word, Lord. Let the people hear you tonight. Have wisdom. I'll see you Sunday morning.